So hey folks, welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast, the Making Quarantine Juicy series. You know, this intention for this series is to bring a source of hope, love, insight, and laughter for people in these uncertain times. So here's Crazy Juicy Love, Making Quarantine Juicy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. And I have my girl, Jill. How you doing? Coming at you live from Charlotte, North Carolina. Recorded recorded from Charlotte, North Carolina. (laughs) I know. You know, I just reconnected with one of my high uh, college mentors who lives and moved out to North Carolina just to like have his own house with his wife and to be on the field, he's growing his garden. So he loves it. And now we've been checking in, but um, yeah. Like, well, first of all, before we get into how you do and like first can you tell people who you are, what do you do? Um, hi, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm Coach Jilly. Um, I am a life, love and relationship coach. I am also a hypnotherapist. Um, I'm an EFT practitioner, uh, speaker. I have, and um, I can, I will be an author soon. Yeah. There's been a delay in the publishing of a book that I'm collaborating on with some very amazing women. And so I get to be a collaborative author. So I get to say I'm an author very soon. Um, yeah. So that's like my little resume. <laughs> Mostly yeah. I just love people and love to help them live better lives. How about that? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the book? What it's about? Um, the name of the book is The One Thing That Changed Everything. Ooh. And it is a collaboration of stories by women who had those moments who are just, mm. you know, sharing um, maybe a portion of life or their life story and in and just sharing the one thing that changed everything for them. So I, I'm excited about reading what, what the other authors have written. I haven't even read it yet. Oh, that's exciting. Oh my God, congratulations, yeah. author. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I was like, I had speaking gigs set up this this year that got canceled in March. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a great year. Yeah. It's still going to be a great yeah, year. Okay. So how are you gonna doing? It's going to be a different year. Yeah, different, very different, a very pivot, different year. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you doing? How are, I mean, how are, how are you? How's your family with all this happening? What's, how are you? Well, thank you. First of all, I want to say thank you for making me get dressed. Used <laughs> to getting just like walk around in rags. Oh, we're gonna be we're gonna be on camera. I should probably put on some jewelry. <laughs> I feel like all I wear is hoodies and sweats, and uh-huh. I mean, which is which is fine. Um, I like you. I work from home primarily, and so you know, sometimes just getting dressed makes you feel better. Yeah. Um. We are well. Everyone is healthy and safe and well. And um, I do have to share that when the stay-at-home order kind of really became official, what was official for me is when my gym closed. And I um, go to a local community CrossFit gym. And so, you know, going to the gym for me is like seeing my friends and family. That's my, my gym is my community. And so when that was ordered by the governor that, you know, we just couldn't go there anymore. 
I fell into a hole. And mm. that's, that's the way I say like that depression came to visit me. And it was just one of those like, um, I don't leave the house a lot anyway, but that is one place that I go to connect mm. with other people. And that was taken from me. And, you know, I realized that it's not the people have it way harder than I do. I don't yeah. want to minimize anyone else's pain. But in that moment, to be true to myself, I was like, I'm depressed. Yeah. I'm depressed. I woke up. I felt tired. I felt listless. I felt sad. I think I might've, you know, cause I was kind of like, it wasn't about the gym, but the gym triggered it. It was just, right. what is life? What yeah. is life going to look like? What is my life? I'm in my house alone. My daughter lives here, but I'm saying like, I don't have a partner. I love love. I'm a relationship coach. And it was like, oh my gosh, how long is this going to go on? Yeah. And I'm by myself. And so all the questions come up, <laughs> all the stuff. And I am appreciating that I had that experience because I laid in, on the couch and I napped and I cried and I emoted and I, I just kind of sat with it. And I was like, ah, oh, depression. There you are. Mm. I see you. I feel you. I wonder how long you, you're going to hang out. I want you to know it's okay. Like, I literally have these talks with myself. I want you to know that it's okay to feel bad. I'm okay with you feeling bad. It's okay. Stay as long as you need to. But I just want you to know I'm not going to leave. I'm here. I'm not checking mm. out. I'm not going to numb out. I'm not going to go drink drink or smoke or, or, you know, numb myself out. And so I did. And listen, within a couple of days, it lifted and I've, I felt better ever since, mm. but I think there's something to be said. I share that because I think a lot of us fight it and we judge it. We judge what we're feeling. We're like, um, so I talk a lot about meta emotions. And so meta emotions, are you familiar with the term? I'm not hugely familiar, but I think I've heard of it, meta-emotions. But, okay, but meta-emotions are just, it's just how we feel about how we feel. Right. And, exactly. Right? <laughs> and you're like, I'm sad. Oh, that's bad. I shouldn't be sad. Right. Well, you, then you name it, and then, then you, that's where the whole, like, spiral goes in. It's just, like, learning to acknowledge the feeling without, na- like, that oh that's bad right without the judgment without the judgment yes we're so we just judge every that like oh i'm happy and everyone else right i just did it a second ago i just said like you know what i'm good i'm in a good place and not to take away from anyone else's pain but see i would that was me just judging the fact that i'm in a good place and i feel good but i feel bad should i not feel should i feel yeah. bad that i feel good and so it's just a practice in noticing and getting curious. Like I just did it. I just modeled that for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I'm good. I, yeah. Good. Everyone's healthy and good. Yeah. And so it's interesting. Like as you were talking, I was like, Oh my God, I think I went through the same. I, I know I can, I recognize when I get depressed, but my, when this whole thing went down, I was sharing, a few episodes to hear this over and over. I had a, a panic attack, and then after the panic attack, I kind of and I never shared this part. Like I, I felt sick, like I was getting a cold, and maybe I probably had it, the, the, the virus or not. But then that week, like I, I was sleeping, I was tired, I was like didn't want to eat, you know. And then 
like what you were saying, I was like, okay, for me now, I, I acknowledge that this is happening. And I was like, okay, my mind, I was like, you're not going to get sick. We're going to be good. And I recognize that I'm feeling this way, but listen, we got to have a time limit on this because you're not going to be here this whole time. So feel what you got to feel and we're, we're going to move on. And then when it happened and it lifted, I was like, okay, for me, this is the whole reason why I'm doing this uh, podcast series. Like, what are you going to do about this moment right now with the gifts that you have as a coach? What are you going to do? Yeah. And that's when this came about. I was like, okay. And you're doing it. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. You know? Yeah. And I'm so excited just learning from everybody that has been on and the contribution has been so great. And I'm just, it's just so exciting to like, you know, give back to people. And even one of my friends who just lost a friend to the virus, he was like, I'm listening and you're just like speaking to me. So thank you for like doing, doing that doing this yeah yeah so okay thank you oh you're welcome so i'm excited to talk about what you're talking about just take us take us through it yeah (laughs) i know i feel like i need to say like in light of what what you and i both shared um it's important for people to understand that feelings are tunnels Mm -hmm. and the only way out is through (laughs) yes and so a lot of times like i feel like anxiety is fear of the future Depression is fear or suppression of the past. past yeah. And um, the only way out is through. So just start to notice what you're feeling and when you're feeling it, whether or not you're judging it, and just let it be. Yeah. Yeah. Let it be what it is. Let it be. Very good. Yeah. All righty. So let's get into it. Yeah, I'm ready to start. Yes. <laughs> So I like the first thing you have is, is like learning how to be more in your feminine energy, not be feminine, but energy. Cause a lot of men get that confused when I say that. I'm like, no, I'm not telling you if you're feminine, feminine energy. We all have it. I love that you, you have this. So talk to us about how this can help us in this current time. There are so many, and I love that it's more of a buzzword nowadays. There really are more people I know in our space that are discussing it. And um, if you think in terms of like the yin and the yang, right? The black and the white, north and south, whatever. There is, we all embody a certain amount of masculine and feminine energy. Yeah. It's energy. It's not male and female. It's not, it's... It's basically the balance between being and doing. And masculine energy, for the most part, is go. And feminine energy is flow. Mm. The feminine energy is where our creativity, right? So think about the feminine in terms of a woman, right? Is the the womb. If you Mm -hmm. want to talk about chakras and energy centers Mm -hmm. and the body, like that is where life comes from. That is life force energy. It is creative energy. And in this world today, women, because we want to be seen as strong, independent, capable, um, you know, able to make our own way and raise our own kids. And, you know, right. There's that whole feminist thing, like I don't need a man and, and all that's (laughs) great. And it has its place, 
But what happens is that as women, because we are paying our own bills and in running, you know, and fixing our cars and making our own appointments, and we get into this energy of doing, of taking care of business, right? <laughs> We're just like here to get it done, get shit done. And that has its place. But what happens is that we turn off an entire part of ourselves that um, like you were sharing earlier, just that you've just been in such an amazing flow of creativity personally lately. Yeah. (laughs) I liken that to the fact that there's less to do. Mm, Yeah. So, if you don't have as much to do, then you have more energy or more space to be in the flow. Yeah, and that is that makes sense. Creativity, and so if you don't even know how you create, then maybe now is a great time, especially if you have less to do. And may, you know, and Jimmy, maybe we're just talking to people that don't have three kids at home right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are, you know, or even but, one. You know, yeah, I know there's a lot of, but I know there's a lot of single people that are kind of like, you know, I don't have anything to do. What do I do? And they don't know what to do with themselves. And so getting more into your feminine energy means um, just being an allowance for what comes, right? Whether the feelings come up or the ideas come up and that for a woman or a man could look like just sitting yeah, or soaking in a tub. <laughs> and, it's, and it's so great too, like, what I was sharing with you earlier and share this now, like learning. And I think also what helps me tap into that creative flow, I schedule time to just literally sit on the couch. Like I wake up in the morning as like, I have to like go back the last two days. I've been like, get up, get coffee and I just start working. And what I normally do is I get up, have my coffee, I come in, I sit down on the couch. I just like look out the window and I'm just like meditate and just, just be just like having alone time with myself. Mm-hmm. And then something like starts to like, now I carry a little notebook with me mm-hmm. in the in the house everywhere I go. Cause then all of a sudden flood of like ideas and things are started just coming in. And then sometimes it happens earlier than it interrupts my meditation. I'm just like, okay, let me just write this down. <laughs> you know, but then I have to like, okay, I know you're there. I recognize you. Let me just get through this meditation and then I'll, I'll, you can, we can have at it, you know? I love it because that's a, that's just a perfect example of it because (laughs) it is, it is because you have created a space and maybe the coronavirus has created a space for all of us to slow down Yeah, and slowing down and tuning in and being introspective and tapping into your intuition, your creativity is all feminine energy and Mm -hmm. we really can stand in this very busy go 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 world to do that whether you're male or female yeah okay what do you have next for us I don't know. Oh, it says, no, I'll go. Okay, I'll read it. It says, know thyself. Stop being a victim. Take responsibility of yourself. Your patterns, patterns and your limiting (laughs) beliefs. Patterns, girl. I would tell you something before you say, if you, I would tell you, when you can recognize your patterns, especially if you're single and a relationship, 
you are on the right track. You have power. You have power to change and change your story. 100%. 100%. Um, it's interesting because I, I didn't remember that, that I had sent you kind of those bullets. Mm -hmm. And I made an Instagram post today about something called confirmation bias. Mm. Are you familiar with that term? No. Um, so it's psychological. I think I, I, I think I know what you mean, but, but go ahead. Okay. So con I'm going to paraphrase. Um, I'm not going to the dictionary, whatever, but it's <laughs> confirmation bias is what it sounds like. It's like, if you believe something to be true, then it's going to show up as true. Right. Um, when you believe, okay. <laughs> and I'm doing yeah. this because I had a, a man on YouTube he left a comment on a video I made and he had his, he described his whole belief about women. And I said, as long as you believe that you're going to look for evidence that that's true. And exactly. that's why you're single. He was like, that's BS. I was like, okay, as long as you think it's true, you're still going to be single because of the beliefs. Yeah. And just I, whatever. Go, go ahead. Yes. So <laughs> Yes. To that point, and so there's different ways. Like if you are familiar with neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, um, NLP teaches something that your brain does. It's called delete, distort, shoot, delete, distort, generalize. And it literally is brain science that we will, unconsciously we do this. We have no clue we're doing this, but we scan our environment. Mm -hmm. to find what we innately believe to be true. So you made an example of a man with a dating pattern because he held a certain belief about women. And if I believe that men are cheaters, or if I believe that men are liars, or men are, uh, there's no good men. Here, here we go. Well, I can't the trust big one. men. Oh, I can't, can't trust men. Right. And all of that, I'm sure, is rooted in some childhood wounding or some previous relational hurt. <laughs> but what say happens it, girl, say it. until <laughs> it's driving your life. Yes. And you don't. And so until you until you realize that that's what's happening, it will continue to happen. Duh. You're OK. What's the, the quote is something like, um. Until we make our unconscious beliefs conscious, we will continue to repeat our patterns and call it fate. Mm, yes. Right? Yes. Oh, all I attract is fuck boys. Mm. Mm. And I, it, it's so mm. funny because somebody, somebody was interested in coaching. Well, she, a friend of mine introduced me to someone. She's like, well, I'm a love coach. And I was like, yeah. She's like, well, I wonder why I always, all these, uh, uh, these, she said, fuck boys. And I said, well, the question you need to ask yourself is why do you keep choosing them? Mm -hmm. And she yeah. was like, I said, she's like, I, I said, yeah, you, there's something about them that you keep choosing them, but you choose to blame them instead of looking yeah. at you of what's over here with you. And she right, was which like, <laughs> And it's like, ping, the light bulb goes off. And that's what, 
that's what I want you and I to do is like, let's turn some light bulbs on. Let's yeah. break out some flashlights and like get in the corners here. We've got time, folks. We do. <laughs> We've got time. <laughs> and so look at what your patterns are. And in my case, and in your case, we are here to help people discover their dating patterns, yeah. their relational patterns, which is fascinating to me because I continue to uncover my own. Yeah, we all have them. I want to make one point here, though, about um, about the pattern. So just because you notice them, because you recognize them and they come up, right? So like, oh, uh, I just, you know, I just attract fuck boys. Well, that's great that you notice that. But then to your point, you said, why do you keep choosing them? Okay, so you may not stop attracting, you may continue to attract the not good people for you. Mm-hmm. But if you can shorten the time that you waste with those people, mm-hmm. if you can start to say no quicker, you will make more room in your life for attracting the right ones. Right. Because and, also within, within that point too, you know, we're we'll talking about fuckboys. They all, if you look, if you take a step back and look at those men, they all have patterns. They all do the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. And even the way they approach, they talk, they walk, and then you're like, oh, okay. Oh, I see. They all have this thing. And when yeah. they come, you can now, you have power. Also, you can learn how to like formulate questions that then, then they'll, they'll inform you like, oh, okay, no. But you stop, like I say, stop first date, first contact. Do yep. not linger, no matter how attractive they are, <laughs> because people get lost in the lust yep. instead of like stepping back and like, okay, what do I really want? What is the pattern here? Well, and I think that, you know, some people feel so, um, they feel like victims to this. Yeah. Which is why I said like, recognizing that this, there's a reason you do this. There's something you need that you're not getting. You're not giving to yourself, whether it be that you have a pattern of betraying or abandoning yourself, not showing up or not listening or overriding or bypassing your intuition. Um, There's, there's something. So mine, right. Get curious, dig in there, dig deep. This is a great time to start Asking yourself and noticing those patterns and realizing you're not a victim. You are in the driver's seat of your life. And as soon as you start noticing your confirmation biases and your patterns and your whatever, that is um, putting you on a road to somewhere else, somewhere different. Yes. Yes. And I love that, you know, it's not a time to be being a victim. Like victimhood keeps you... And the woe is me, should have, would have, could have. Like, you have no power. It keeps you in your patterns, right? Right. If everything is someone else's fault, how are you ever going to change? And those people, those, those, and a lot of those guys, those fuckboys, recognize your, because you have a pattern of how you dress, how you walk, how you talk, like a victim. And those people, and they pick up on that. So you can smell it. it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's over there. Yeah. She's like somebody I can like, we can, we can all smell it. We all, we, we even look I at. I smell weak boundaries. Yes. 
even the way people text message or put things on their profile, people yeah. sometimes write from that place of victimhood yeah. or from that core belief about men or women. And yeah. it's all right there, right there in front of you. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's really easy to. <laughs> I know, right? It's in a, our line of work, in our I line know. of work, we're like, no, you can't put that on your <laughs> I know. I was like, it's a blessing and a curse to be what I do because even in people's the first rea- interaction, it's like, hmm. <laughs> we know too much. We know too, we know too much. <laughs> I'm so glad you have this on here. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, so the next one you have is bring some bring something to the table or step away. Yeah, my mom used to say, never show up to someone's house empty-handed. Never show up empty-handed. <laughs> some apples, some, some applies to dating, yeah. Something, a bottle of wine, right? You just flowers. You never show up on um, empty-handed. And what I mean in regards to this dating landscape is... back to the original point know yourself yeah that's something you're passionate about be able to discuss something besides work and your dog yeah what are you doing i don't know who are you (laughs) who are you what turns you on yeah what excites you what's the last place, the last book you read, movie you saw, commentary you read. What is, what do you love about history? What do you, I mean, I feel like, why am I even having to say this, but just know that you without, like if a relationship is all you think you need to make yourself happy, Mm. you are going to be needy clingy and eventually resentful of the person that you're with right and it's really good that you bring this up because now i think well now i not i think but like from like coaching and studying you know like knowing yourself and knowing what you bring to the table actually helps you from being needy and clingy because you have things to draw to you have you have passions you have things to do you have hobbies you have things that give you a full life and when you don't have those things you're relying on the other person to be all this for you and it can't be everything for you and suggest things for you like you have to know what excites you what's hobbies what hobbies can i build what can i like what can i read right now what what can i how can i improve my brain like you know you're bringing value to the table when you're meeting someone or in a relationship i uh, matched recently with a gentleman and the conversation and i think this is what triggered this this is this is why i feel like i need more <laughs> people in my life <laughs> Like I get so much inspiration from the interactions, but he kept, and he was asking me questions about like, what are you looking for in a relationship? What are you looking for in a partner? What kind of man do you want? And it's like, every time he went to answer those questions, it's like, all he had to offer me was that he liked to work out and play video games and something else. And I was like, and so what? he just was like, I just want to be a good partner. I just want a good woman in my life. I just want to, and I thought, Oh, 
ooh, he's scaring me yeah. because he has nothing to bring to the table. Like he's not telling me any, like I want someone who's going to teach me stuff just like I'm going to teach them stuff because yeah. <laughs> I'm a teacher and I get it. Not everyone is, is for Jill. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. But it has something to bring to the table. I mean, how, how deep and how sustaining is talking about your workout of the day <laughs> or that you got to level 12 in your video game? Like, what else? Yeah. It's so interesting. Like, and I would even pose if somebody is asking, I just want a good woman. I just want to get a partner. Uh, so what do you think that are the characteristics that make up a good partner? What is, can you tell me a little bit more about that and, and wait for the answer? Because nine times out of 10, most people have no clue. They have, and then that's when you know, has that person done for me some inner work? They, they've inner been work. through some things, they've healed themselves and they know they're clear about what they want and what they bring to the table. They're yeah. clear. And I think both of us do that initially when we meet with people, we tell them you have to get crystal clear yeah. about what you want first. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know if it's going to show, how do you know it's shown up if you don't even know what it is? Right. You know, like a lot of men, <laughs> they say, well, I'll know it when I see it. I say, yeah, no, you won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you no. won't. You won't. You won't. And girls, the same way. Yeah. You know, you can tell me like, oh, I want him to be, I want him to be, you know, have a good job and, and be handsome and like to play tennis. And, and I'm like, mm, that's cute. Like, yeah, I like it's, yeah. and it goes back to, you know, and I, this comes up for me because um, I was just talking about um, New Earth with uh, Eckhart Tolle, and they did a podcast. He did a podcast with Oprah, and how people identify themselves as, you know, their job, their <clears throat> hobby, and their thing. And you have to ask yourself if that job, if he got fired, will you still be with that person? Because now you're like, oh, he has this great job, but if he loses it, will you stay? If he got yeah. hurt, stop playing tennis, will you stay? Will you be unconditional? Like those things like that can be easily taken away. But if you find a man who is emotionally intelligent, that can never be taken away from him yeah. if he'd done the work. Yeah. If he'd done the work. If he'd done the work, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I wish we could call it something else because some people are like, I don't want to do the work. Uh, I know. My best friend said to me, she's like, a, I got to do work. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. if you want to transform this relationship, you got to do the work first. He was like, damn. And I was like, yeah. Because you it's can't expect it. somebody else to be something for you when you can't even bring it to the table or articulate it. Like, yeah. can't. No. And so the last one, one of the things you say, stop. <laughs> I don't really remember what it is. Stop having sex before having a conversation. <laughs> Timmy, why are we even, why do we have to talk about this? Let's talk about it. <laughs> because it happens. Stop it. Stop. If you're a woman watching this, if you're a man watching this, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop. And why? Why? Tell us why, Jill. 
Well, for starters, we can talk about this for a while. Okay. For starters, we're grown. This is grown people stuff. And people, oh, I don't even know where to start. Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, having sex without having a conversation. And even if the conversation looks like, hey, I want to explore sexual intimacy with you. Is, is this just for tonight? You feeling good about tonight? Or is this something that you want to open? You want to continually open this conversation? Like, is this like, if you have, if you're with somebody who can't just be like, hey, let's just be in the now this is all I'm willing to commit to is tonight or today or this. Yeah. Like just, and how about like, have you been tested? When's the last time you've been tested? Like we, we are grown up. If you cannot bring up the courage, if you're with someone who cannot comfortably answer that question, because what happens is that women, I'll speak about women, because women are engaging sexually with men and then wondering why they don't call again or why they're at the clinic or why they feel so bad because like, well, I don't know, like he calls and sometimes he doesn't call and then he disappears. And then, and all of this can be solved with a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny, so many things coming for me, you know, the first thing that comes up for me is Steve Harvey's book, you know, Think Like a Man, Act Like a Lady. He goes, ladies, 90 day, I think this is a little bit too long. He's like, 90 day rule, do not give up the nookie in the first couple of weeks. He's like, give months, like do not give it up. Well, I think that if you are seeking a long-term relationship and you know that's what you want, <clears throat> then that rule in whatever, you know, time frame it is, absolutely applies. Yeah. Um, and another thing comes up as a friend, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's was a psychology major, major, very attractive Hispanic man. He was talking about women and how like, oh, I just like, I mean, I'm, I don't want to say the word that he used. He's like, yeah, I just try to get, I just try to get it on the first date. And then if they give it up on the first date, then that tells me if they're, you know, a slut or they're, or they're like, uh, they're good women. I said, really? I said, he goes, yeah. And I said, so what does that say about you? I was like, you are intentionally getting the woman to get, to get into the bed. And if they sleep with you, that makes them a slut. So then that makes you what? Yeah. And he was like, well, I guess that makes me a slut too. I say, exactly. So Thank you can't you. find a good woman when you have slut behavior. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it does. It, le- it levels the playing field. So I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. Um, I read something recently. I feel like I have it written down here. And it's something to do with... Uh, so our animal brain says that when the body is shared too quickly... Um, that the, that it's a low quality person. Mm. There's something in our brain that says low quality when we share our bodies too quickly. I was like, yeah, really? Get out of mm. here. I could definitely see that. 
That's what our animal part of our brain says is low, is when you share your body without an emotional connection, your animal brain says low quality. Right. And plus two, in, in those first stages when you're with someone, you know, your endorphins are really coloring your mind. You can't really be focused on what you need and want from this person. You're, basically, your animal instincts are kicking in. And all you can think about how attractive this person and how sexy they are. I want to jump them. I want to kiss them. You know, the rose-colored glasses are really on, especially if you're, because i it's like just, I just want to kiss on the first date, and I had to. For me, I had to slow myself down. Now that mm-hmm. I know that this chemical thing happens in my brain, I have to like, okay, I recognize this is happening, and sometimes I don't always hinder to it, um, but I recognize it now. Okay, slow yeah. down. I don't. It's have to like you put in. on the set. You put on the sex glasses. Right. As you soon do. as you engage physically with someone. Um. And you guys, we're not saying that you can't do that and that's bad or that's wrong or that's not what we're saying. We're just saying that be cognizant and really, I think the, the general rule is just slow down. Yeah. Slow down. What is the hurry? If this person is a high quality match for you, then not kissing them on the first date is not going to run them off. Right. And they're going to honor that. They're going to honor now. Just like telling um, a friend of mine who's in a relationship right now, when she first uh, met this guy and um, she called me for it. It's like, I didn't coach. I didn't coach. That's okay. She, you know, she, um, her mother was like, you should break up with this guy because he's too distracting for your study. She was in medical school and she's like, I'm so pissed. I'm so mad. And I said, well, okay. Like right now you're kind of making her wrong, but because I knew her well, I said, well, she's actually right. You, you failed a couple of tests before. Now she's just like, she's paying for this. She wants you to slow down. And I said, listen, if this guy is right for you, you have to set a boundary with him because this is important. You're paying a lot of money for a school and you tell him this. And if he is for you, he's going to respect that. School is important. You got to yep. pass, and you're still going to be together. And sure enough, they like he was like that. She was like that moment really changed me because mm-hmm. he honored what I said and and respected my boundaries yep. and allowed me to study. And I think that, that is um, there's something else been coming up for me lately with people I've talked with, and even with myself. I'm noticing that. If you are talking to someone or, or dating or even online dating and you feel confused. Mm, yes, I, I think it's a huge flag. Huge and yet flag. We, we get it right because women, we just want to, but maybe he's this and maybe yes. he's that and well, he's busy or this or his mom's sick or this. I can't, I've caught myself doing it. And I I'm like, too. Hey, Making excuses for people who aren't coming through for me. Yes. Who are leaving weird amounts of space to make me question and or not making firm plans or if you're confused, that's not the one. Yeah. The one will be very clear with you. You will be pursued, you will feel supported, yes. you will feel you will know they're interested. Yeah, they are, right, when you're 
you're interested in someone, you're curious. And that's what, especially in the gay community, like what I've experienced, like I, even though now I'm getting more hits, but still like the lack of curiosity is like me, I feel like I'm on the host of Jeopardy asking the questions and they're just answering yeah. back. And I'm like, okay, you know, you just told me you want somebody of substance. Bring, where is that? Like yeah. bring, bring that to the table. Know what you're bringing to the table. See? It all, I knew it would all come back together. <laughs> you know, you can't say that without being it. You have to be what you say you want. Demonstrate yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So uh, my last question to you is, like, as we come to an end, um, what are you learning about yourself and love and, and life with all of this? Well, I'm doing more online dating since I have been um, quarantined. And I am, a lot of these questions that I've shared with you guys have come up for me, you know, over the last few weeks and just kind of new and fresh ways as reminders. Um, I find that every interaction I have, there's something to learn from. Mm -hmm. There's something I can learn about myself. So get curious. And that's where I am. I stay curious Mm. about what, what do I need to learn in this moment? Good question to ask. Right. Because I don't want to be a victim. I'm not a victim. Um, If somebody ghosts, if somebody acts weird, if somebody's not reciprocating effort, if the energy is not coming my direction, right? What is there for me to learn? So I'm constantly in that place. Every interaction, I'm also learning uh, interaction by interaction to stay in my feminine energy. Mm. Because as a coach, I think that you just express the same exact thing. We are naturally curious. It's our job to be curious. I love people. I love, I'm intrigued by human behavior. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't always serve me well unless I'm aware of it when I'm online dating. Because what I will do, and I've caught myself, is I will lead the conversation. And leading the conversation for me is being in my masculine. That's too much masculine energy for me. And so I have learned, because I'm hetero, I've learned that if I want a man who's in his masculine, I have to soften into my feminine. And again, if a man is curious about me, he is going to step into that space that I've created. Yeah. But I've learned this over and over and over again and to share my feelings and to stay in my body and get out of my head. So these are kind of what's going on with me lately because of COVID, because of COVID dating. (laughs) Well, anyway, thank you so much for being here. And I just thank you. Oh, my God. I just love talking to you and such a rich conversation. Thank you again for being here. Thanks. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. And if you really like this podcast, please share it. Twitter, Instagram, or on your webpage. Thank you. Crazy Juicy Love.